1: You'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit ScoreNorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Hey, ScoreNorth listeners, it's Phil Mackey here. And starting Monday, September 23rd, and running through Friday, September 27th, we at ScoreNorth are raising money to feed and change the lives of Twin Cities homeless. We're calling it ScoreNorth's Mission for Meals supporting the Union Gospel Mission Shelter in St. Paul. We're auctioning off some awesome sports-related packages, including Twins playoff tickets with luxury transportation to the ballpark, a Gopher football tunnel experience, a Vikings Packers package, also live show sit-ins with Glenn Perkins, Alex Boone, and a lot more. Money raised will go directly into helping transform the lives of Twin Cities homeless. Scorenorth.com slash Mission for Meals is where you can see all the packages. Packages. That's scorenorth.com slash mission for meals. Or if you just want to donate, you can go to the same website. A $1.96 provides a meal and shelter for a homeless person. scorenorth.com slash mission for meals. TCL
3: is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest
4: growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. Second and goal from the one, and the pitch is to Dalvin Cook. and Cook second effort. Touchdown. Flag is down as well, but he got over the goal line to Dalvin Cook. So pending the call, the Vikings have another score.
5: Number one, our coaches are doing a good job of scheming. Uh, number two, I think the offensive line is doing a really good job of getting on the right people. And um, creating some some space, he doesn't need a lot of space, but he, you know, because he's he's really good at slithering through holes. And you know, maybe the most impressive thing with him is his toughness in the tackles. You know, he he doesn't ever want to go down. But he's a physical runner with great speed and home run ability.
1: And our guy Rami is back from. Hi. The world's largest candy store. Hey guys, welcome how back, things? Rami. All sugared up, ready to go. <laughs> okay, that what, place is crazy. Okay, before we get into that all this Viking great. stuff and Twin stuff, like what what happened there? What? It's wh- just, how much damage did you do at this candy? store? I only store?
6: spent. Did somebody do a write that down prediction? Jonathan said he might do no, a write that. I didn't. Oh, okay, I was going to, but I, I would have saved it until Friday if he did. Uh, only twenty two dollars. Oh, that's just twenty two dollars. Wow. Strangely, yeah,
2: really? so yeah. You probably
1: spent more in gas than you did on candy. Probably yeah.
2: because it's yeah. cheap, or or because you actually showed some restraint.
1: Uh. I showed restraint, and because it was an
6: awesome place, it's it's a really like attack of all your senses. Name a sense, they attack it at Minnesota's largest candy store. But I was a little disappointed in the selection, Jonathan. I got to be honest. I was expecting like, whoa, whoa Jonathan just Jonathan just me, dropped the gloves. Let me just this tell you, this is controversial. Well, I was disappointed in two things. One, no Halloween decorations up. You're the Minnesota's largest candy it's store. September. It's almost October. Get some Halloween decorations. It's September. Up. Yeah, Second, they'll have them. Secondly, I didn't think we were going to start the show with this. I did have thoughts on Minnesota's largest candy store, but I didn't think we'd open a Monday with it after a Vikings win. <laughs> Endorsement okay, thir- deal. Thir- thir- Thirty more seconds. Thirty Here more seconds. Um, the, I thought there would be, like, specialty candies there of, like, the major brands. Like, I don't know if you know this or not, but other countries get, like, different Snickers than we do. Different Reese's Peanut Butter Cups than we do. Totally true. I know this because I had a lot of family in Canada growing up, spent a lot of time there, and they would get stuff that we didn't get here, and vice versa, we get stuff that they don't get there. That's just a fact. And I thought I was going to go into this place <laughs> and see a bunch of Snickers I've never seen before, a bunch of Reese's Peanut Butter Cups I've never seen before. And for the most part, the name brand candy is just the same yeah. name brand candy you're going to find
1: at Walmart or Target or your local gas station. I got a feeling the cram session is going to be chock full of candy-related questions tomorrow. Now, the handmade tomorrow. candy... It's not
0: going to be chock full of Rami points, that's mm. for sure. Jonathan is literally PO'd right now. The,
6: ha- the handmade candy is uh, is amazing. Amazing. That's the that's the best part of that place. So right. I look
2: forward to going back maybe a little closer
6: to Halloween. Maybe they'll actually do something for it. I heard I was talking to one of the employees there. She said they do a lot around Christmas time, so huh. I'll go check it out then. But So uh, 5 o'clock, Tom Pellicero's Candy Sorry. Insights from <laughs> NFL so, Not, not enough
0: specialty yeah. candy.
6: So, um, I mean, I could get a peanut butter cup anywhere, Jonathan. This is all I'm saying. I could get a Snickers anywhere. Just go back on vacation.
2: <laughs> you got no chance in cram session tomorrow, Rami. Opened up a
1: can there, didn't we? So, I actually, I take issue with with some stuff that was posted on scorenorth.com last night and today. Wait, don't you have some say over that? Couldn't you have stopped that from happening? No, I'm not. Listen, this is a democracy. Everyone's allowed to to have an opinion here at Score North under my dictatorship. But I feel like the narrative coming out from Matthew Collar and Judd Zolgad about how we learned nothing from yesterday's Raiders game is I mean, wildly incorrect because we learned Dalvin Cook is the best running back in the NFL yesterday. No,
2: See, no we confirmed that that he is great. Confirmation. I, I talked did about this. Think, on did vet you line. think
1: before week three that Dalvin Cook was the best running back in the NFL? He top three, yes. Oh, okay, so top I three. thought he was top three. And do you think he's the best after yesterday? And now that Saquon Barkley is out, he's top, out three. For like he's two top
2: three or top one. But I confirmed that. I confirmed that the Vikings' d- defense is good. I confirmed that that the Raiders wasted a lot of time and expense on traveling here. I learned nothing <laughs> new. Yeah, they that's did. my problem. I, I learned
1: nothing. They spent money on that trip. Can you believe that? Yeah, I'm with Judd. It confirmed what I thought about Dalvin Cook.
6: Top okay. top three running back in the league, if, and as long as he can stay healthy, that's still the question. Yep. If just a. I'm not even going to say it. I'm not going to say the words. But let's say this goes like other Dalvin Cook seasons have gone in the past. Where is the offense for this Vikings team? Wait a second. Ask you. What's your question? If the, I don't want to say exact, I don't want to say the words. Sage did. Oh, he did. It Sa- already. Sage. Right. Sage. If Dalvin said- Cook gets hurt, like oh. he has frequently in the past, and I hope he doesn't. I love watching the dude, and I have him on my fantasy team. But if that happens. Where is the offense for
1: this Vikings team? Yeah, How think, do they score points? I think they're screwed. Like that's exactly. But, but that's but but you could you could fill in the you could play that fill in the blank game with almost any team in the NFL. Boy, if yeah, uh, but he's if Ben had, Roethlisberger he goes tra- down. The Steelers are probably track, He
6: has a track record of getting injured. He does. He that's does. that's always been my only doubt from for about Delvin Cook watching from a distance and now up close since coming here and doing this job, I always knew the dude had special talent. I don't know if everybody remembers the expectations for him when he was coming out in the draft from Florida State. I thought he was a really, really good prospect. The question is, was before he got to the league and has been since he got to the league, can he stay healthy? I still don't know that after three games. Hope he can, but I don't know that after three games. And based on what we've seen in the first three games, yeah, you can say that about just about any team in the NFL. If you took out so-and-so, where would they be on either side of the ball if we're talking about a stud player like a Dalvin Cook? But the way that pass game has looked this year, I think it's it's an especially desperate situation if Dalvin Cook can't stay healthy in 2019.
2: Let's say he can, all right? Let's say he doesn't get hurt, nobody gets hurt, Yeah. and everybody's fine. Here's my question at both you you guys. Does this formula throughout the course of a 16-game season that the Vikings are clearly all in on right now, which is high-paid quarterback, manages game, hopefully effectively, doesn't screw up. Uh, run game is very, very good. Run protection, run blocking, by the way, is very good. The goal is defense is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Run run game holds the ball to keep defense off the field as much as possible to keep them fresh. If we put this whole stew together and extrapolate it through 16 games, some against bad teams, some against good teams, does this work to get you to the playoffs?
1: Uh, to the playoffs, absolutely, a hundred percent. Yes, I thought you were going to. Mm. I thought you were going to say. Super I can't Bowl. go Super
2: Bowl yet. Jud- I'm Jud- just saying throughout Super Bowl hopes after week two. Well, right, I you? listen. I need to see way more, but but I just think it's the Vikings have definitely picked a path. I think there's no there is.
1: I like the path. By
2: the John way, John D. Filippo got fired because his path and Zim's path path were very different. But there the path now is very very clear. And my only question is, if you look at you know you got the Bears on Sunday, the Giants after that, who, who they should beat eventually. I think you've got back to back road games at Kansas City and Dallas. Mm-hmm. Does this work? to potentially win the NFC North title and or at least get you a wild card.
1: I will, I, I think you have to start 6 and 2 to feel good about playoff chances because the, the, some of the games you listed if you look at the the last 8 games on their schedule I mean back to back that Dallas game like a month ago you're thinking no 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 I mean Dak Prescott and then, and, and, and now you look at Dallas. Yeah. That back to back Kansas City Dallas road that is That's as tough of a one-two punch road gauntlet as any team in the NFL. Unless a team has like the Patriots and the Chiefs back-to-back road games, I'd put that back-to-back road situation up against anyone. So I think it's really important that you at least split the next two road games and then beat some teams you're supposed to. If you beat Chicago with this formula, that's a game-changer for me. Now I'm sort of back on the 11-5. and Okay, maybe they can do some damage in the playoffs. But if your question is, can you run the ball and play defense and manage the passing game as a blueprint to make the playoffs? Absolutely. 100%. Yes. There are, I thought, I thought the next level to the question was where you were going to go. And I don't think we can really go there until they play the bears. I mean, like. You can only learn so much as, I don't even as know you know how pointed much of
6: a measuring stick the Bears are. Let's see what the Bears are before we, be, and I'm sitting here head to toe Bears gear saying, <laughs> you really this, really are. <laughs> saying yeah. you're literally that's wearing good. Brian Urlacher Jr. <laughs> you're wearing Bears nipple tassels right yeah. now, dude. What are you doing? But, but that being said, <laughs> we know that defense is very good, yep. uh, but we don't know about the offense. We don't know if that's, if that's a team that, that's, that's to be reckoned with in the NFC on the way, on the way to doing some damage in the playoffs. If the
2: Vikings win there, I'm, I'm impressed just because they've lost so many bad games there and they struggle there. If the Vikings go there and I don't care what the blueprint is. I don't care if it's Kirk Cousins played great or he threw 21 times and Cook runs and, and they, they score a uh, defensive touchdown. Mm-hmm. If the Vikings go into Chicago, you've got to give them that because this is a team that, especially under the current head coach has gone into Chicago and has lost a lot of bad games.
1: Yeah. That's, so I would be impressed. That's where I am. I think, I think you're coming at it from, from a different viewpoint. I mean, and this is where this is a this is going to be a great conversation all week because you're a Bears guy. Mm-hmm. And so we get to talk about this all week, but we've watched a lot of bad and mediocre Bears teams beat the Vikings on that field. So, right. so even next,
6: if the Bears are this, this coming Sunday is at Soldier Field, right? Yes. Sure. Okay.
1: So even if the Bears, aren't as good as people thought or hoped going into the season. If the Vikings can just beat the Bears at Soldier Field, period. If they're not who we thought they were. Yeah, oh. exactly. <laughs> if
2: Mitch Trubisky is who we thought he was, maybe. That's yeah. why
6: I needed five days of rest, guys. <laughs> just lines
1: like that. You were working on your Denny Green material? You didn't tell me that. We would have given you six days off. But, but there are, if you if you look back at the last 10 years, the last 10, 12 years in the NFL, I can point to three or four teams right away When you talk about blueprint, again, I'm not putting the Vikings in this group. I just want to make it clear. I'm not putting the Vikings in this group. But the Vikings aspire to be the teams I'm about to list. And it's up to the Vikings to show, starting with the Bears this week, that they can be in this group. Teams that led with defense and run game, and then the passing game was the third point of emphasis. Where When they went into any given week, they said, we're going to play defense, we're going to run the ball, and we're going to ask our quarterback to make plays as needed, but just don't crash the car. 2013 Seattle Seahawks wound up winning a Super Bowl. Russell Wilson was not yet the Russell Wilson that we know right now. Mm-hmm. You could argue that the two teams that played for the Super Bowl the year before that, the Ravens and the 49ers, both led with defense. They led with a run-centric game. Now, the 49ers had that read option, Colin Kaepernick. That's a that's an apples to oranges altogether um, but the Ravens led with run game, and they led with defense, and then Joe Flacco was asked to do some things and then got hot in the playoffs, etc. Um, and then I would even point to not the 2011 Giants, which were actually terrible at running the football, but the 2007 Giants, which had a pass rush, they ran the ball, and then it was, okay, Eli, don't crash the car and please get hot when needed, can Kirk Cousins and all the weapons around him as the third point of emphasis behind defense and run game? Can he A, not crash the car like he did in week two against Green Bay? And B, when we needed to throttle down a little bit, okay, just like we need this one game from you in this big situation, is he capable of rising above? And he hasn't checked either of those boxes yet. So that's what we need to see the rest of the season.
2: And this is why I have no clue right now because the Oakland game gave me no knowledge to even begin to address the the questions, Phil, that you just asked. I don't think the Atlanta game did either. It didn't really. Because you got up so big so early. I know, but that's what I'm saying is give me... By barely doing anything. I mean, Atlanta almost gave you that lead early. here's what I want. I want one normal game. Like, you've played three games... The two at home, you just drubbed the opponent. The Falcons didn't play well. I think the Raiders are just flat-out awful. The Green Bay game, you got down 21 rip. So, again, now you're struggling to come back from behind. You probably could have and should have won that game, but you did not. This is why I want the Bears game. It doesn't have to be a great Bears team, but just give me a normal game on which I can judge the the things that Phil just addressed, because I can't right now. See,
6: I think where the Vikings are going to run into trouble with this blueprint that Phil is talking about, 80s ball,
1: they run (laughs) into it. It is 80s 80s ball. It's It's Ditka, man.
2: It's It's 85.
1: Actually, I mean, it really, like, the Cowboys did this in the 90s, too. Troy Aikman was was much more of a game manager quarterback than people. But it's what?
2: 85 Bears, 2001 uh, Baltimore, I mean, it, it is predicated on great defenses.
1: I should add, to the Cowboys had like nine Hall of Fame offensive linemen alone in like yes. 1992. But
2: the problem you run into is what they ran into in Week 2,
6: which is, if you face a good run defense, which it looks like the Packers are, through three weeks, it's looking to me like that Packers defense is real and their run defense is especially pretty good. You run into that and you might tear off one or two big runs when you're a a talent on the level of a Dalvin Cook like he did. But you have to sustain offense over the course, over the course of a game against another good football team. They didn't have to sustain offense against Atlanta or Oakland. You have to find a way to sustain offense over the course of a game against a good football team and keep scoring points when you need to score points. When they needed to score points against Green Bay, they couldn't. That's that's where you run into problems when you're that one-dimensional. <laughs> Partially
2: because they called a first-down play from the Green Bay 8 on which the quarterback tried to, to throw a pass. I still think they score points if they hand the ball to Dalvin yeah. Cook.
1: Actually, can we go down that path for a second here? So like the biggest pet peeve thing that I've been hearing, not only for the last week, but, but Manny United eventline line yesterday, video stream only, and so we were interacting with the comment section, and I've gone back and looked at like our YouTube comments on there. And... It was like. Comment it, section is a dangerous place to go dude, looking, man. If you thought the newspaper comment section was tough, go to the YouTube. I love section. comment sections.
6: I just I revel in that garbage in, and swim around. In back it. in Milwaukee, there was a. Twi- it might still be around, although I think I think they shut it down. There was Journal Sentinel J S <laughs> comments. Yes. It was all the it was it was real Packers comments and Brewers comments from the Journal Sentinel, and it was amazing. So Brewers comments pe- were too. So many people want to trade Ro- Aaron Rodgers. So
2: many people want to trade Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah. It's
0: hilarious. Don't do it, Bill. Don't do it, Bill. Bill come on, no, Bill. Don't Bill. Don't
2: do that,
1: Don't do that. Bring it back. Bring it back.
0: How odd is Bears vent line going to be tonight if the Bears find a way to lose this game? Shut your mouth. <laughs> we'll find out tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I have mouth. a feeling
2: Mackie and Judd with Rami will find out about 4 o'clock. Going on if, right now, if the here.
0: Bears lose tonight,
1: 4 o'clock, Mackie and Judd with Rami, you won't want to miss it tomorrow. <laughs>
2: I'm going on staycation again. No, you'll you'll start Thank off.
1: God. You'll be the most PO'd. Are you kidding? We're gonna pull. We're gonna pull clips from like the score in WGN in Chicago, and like Rami's calling both stations. Just <laughs> Let's go right. to Rami and, in the Twin Cities. <laughs> Listening in the Twin Cities, really? Don't go there, but, Rami. Don't but do it. I kept I kept hearing about you can't. So so I made passing reference in an otherwise very positive first 15 minutes of line, which I said, hey, this this is the blueprint. This is what they're signing up to do all season, and it's and it's worked at home twice, and 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 I said all you have to do is your your quarterback can't crash the car, and then I went on like a thirty second think about how he crashed the car against Green Bay, and the Kirk Cousins defenders are clinging to this narrative in that Week Two win against or loss against the Packers that well you can't the defense the defense put the Vikings in a twenty one nothing hole you can't blame Kirk Cousins okay (laughs) okay there's two parts to that. The defense, yes, the defense put the Vikings in a 21 nothing hole. However, the defense was amazing in the second half, and the Vikings had the ball, like Judd said, first and eight, first and goal from the eight, down by five, a chance to win the game.
6: And what was time of possession and the turnover ratio when the, when the Vikings gave up that 21-point lead? Wasn't there a fumble included in that? And yes, th- at yes. the 33-yard line. And didn't they get nothing going in on the offense at all, like two or three, three and outs? So the defense was running right back out onto the field. People forget the impact that offense has on defense and the impact that defense has on offense. Part of an offense's job, if you're not scoring points, is to keep the
1: defense off the field and let those guys get a breath. Yeah. And so I, I, I told May, let's do an exercise here real quick, okay? If you were to show someone that play, the interception, back corner of the end zone, and the announcers called it, I think it was Chris Myers called it a Hail Mary Okay, if you were just to show someone that play completely out of context. You did call it Hail Mary. Say, okay, what what would you think the scenario is in this game? And, and I'm sure any number of guesses, but like, well, fourth down, right? That's like such a desperation throw, backpedaling, like just putting it up for a prayer. It's got to be fourth down, right? No, no. Well, I mean, there's probably under 10 seconds to go in the game, right? Like, it's your last play, and so you got to throw it up there. No, no, it's first and goal from the eight, and you would just run the ball down their throats to that point. And so, like, to bring it full circle here, the blueprint, defense first, run game second, or interchange those two, right? That formula has worked and put the Vikings in a spot to beat the Packers in that game. I, I would argue their formula is three for three, and Kirk Cousins is the only wrench that was thrown into the well, formula for the first three weeks. And, well, the, he's and still the play
2: quarterback. And the play call. I know that, but, but the play I know call that, was that's awful. That's the discussion, though. The play call oh. was awful. To call that play was awful. I wouldn't, it was like, irresponsible. I mean, if you like, keep going on
1: the whole, like, I don't. I still like you're gonna call pass but no, but plays. You I get think Stefan Diggs, yeah, and I don't, Adam Thielen. The I don't, I don't, guy's
2: calling
6: the play, but if the throw isn't there, then you don't try and squeeze it in on first down. There's no reason to try and squeeze it in on first down. That's where the mistake was.
2: But the play call was was the blueprint exists, right? And so you're looking at this blueprint all week, and and you're down twenty-one nothing, and you come back, and it's impressive, and then some joker looks at the blueprints like oh, ah, what the heck? Let's try it. Let's give old Kirk the ball the whole thing and i'm i'm not absolving cousins for one second but the whole thing was a systematic breakdown of phil's point which which is if you if you manipulate this right and keep cousins on the puppet strings for a while this could actually work you could be 3 and 0 today and i'm not saying it's pretty and i'm not even saying for 2019 it's the greatest idea in the yeah. world but but if we're talking about a team that is 3 and 0 and the packers are now 2 and 1 then you say, "Well, the blueprints working." Somebody said, "Oh, the blueprints cute, but let's let Kirk throw the ball."
6: Going back to your original question, I don't think you ever got even around to asking me the question, "Is this good enough to get them to the playoffs?" Maybe, probably. I think they're around a 9-win team. If this is the style they're going to play, is it is it good enough to make noise in the playoffs and make any sort of deep run? No. You're going to well, run you're going to run into teams
1: too good to try and pull this against. It's 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 sort of a there's contingencies, right? The formula depends on, okay, you're, you're leading with defense and running game. How good is your defense, right? Cause there's different ratios. Like if you are the 2000 Ravens and have the greatest defense in 20 years in the NFL, then like Trent Dilfer can be your quarterback and it doesn't really matter because you're shutting everybody out throughout the second half of the season. If you've got the third best defense in the NFL, okay, well, probably need something better than Trent Dilfer to win a Super Bowl. So I feel like defense, run game and quarterback are all like, tied together and it's all sort of a ratio of, all right, if you're, def- if you're going to tell me that this defense is the number one defense in the NFL, then this formula can win you a Super Bowl. If it's the third best defense in the NFL, well, then I need Kirk Cousins to, to do un Kirk Cousins like things to go forward.
2: This defense is really, really good. But I, I think if you look at this and say, how do we make the blueprint that we have for 2019 from a playoff team to a potential, and I'm not saying for sure, but a potential team that, that can make a run through the playoffs, I think it comes down to the discussion that, that we had last week, Phil. I go in and say, how do we get Jalen Ramsey? I really do. Because if you take Jalen Ramsey and, and now you go into KC and say, okay, the pass rush is good. Kansas City's defense is not that that good. And plus, they're trying to get him as well, supposedly. So let's say you go into Arrowhead and you've got a pass rush, Jalen Ramsey's in your secondary, and you say, "Okay, Pat Mahomes, do
1: it against him." Actually, did you? Were you here when we when the Jalen Ramsey stuff? Were you gone by him last week when that stuff yeah, popped? Yeah. Okay. When we when we come back, how much would you give up, Rami, for Jalen Ramsey? Who, by the way, is uh, he's sick this week, so he he's got he's, the flu. He's not going to be at. Jaguars he said he might practice. not
2: be able to practice all week, and and I guess he showed <laughs> up, but he won't practice. <laughs> I saw. Oh, I got a
1: little tickle in my throat. I think, Sorry, it was, guys. I think it
6: was Field Yates today who said that he. Or maybe it might, might have yep. even been Adam
2: Schefter. Field Yates loves football.
6: Said that that, that he. Oh, well, you said Field Yates? He, yes.
3: You think you like football? Field Yates doesn't
1: just like football, he fucking loves it. What he is is a commodity. In the NFL, there are so few capable quarterbacks that if you can develop one who has some of the traits you're looking for in a viable NFL starter, perhaps down the line he either evolves into a starter for someone else.
4: Football!
0: Football, yeah! Yeah. Football!
6: Football. But I think it was Adam Schefter, actually, who uh, said that he really does have the flu, that he's been checked out by Jaguars doctors, and they've confirmed, and uh, he's got the flu. Are you sure it wasn't Trent Dilfer? Uh, might have been Trent.
3: You think you like football? Trent Dilfer doesn't just really like football;
4: he f- loves football.
3: Looking
4: up and snapping the ball, the Vikings are really look at that movement. Those big guys for the
1: Vikings are on skates. Football.
6: You know who we need to make one of those for? You know who loves the crap out of some football. Who on the on the, the color analyst for Fox now? Mark Schlereth. Oh, oh, did he, oh did he
2: love football? Man. Did he love football oh, yesterday? Brother, dude. Yesterday he
6: said uh, somebody had a cinder block for a forehead. Yeah <laughs> You, wow! You, you find
5: that,
6: <laughs> <laughs> He's got a lot of those too. I remember yesterday sitting there thinking, "Man, this dude is is all about football." Amazing, March that's impressive. Le- yeah, cinder block for a cinder forehead, block huh? for a forehead. Does that hurt? I, it, hurts it hurts the other guys. guys. Yeah, you don't want to run into the guy with a cinder block <laughs> for a forehead.
1: <laughs> all right, we're gonna get your Jalen Ramsey answer. Right. We'll also, talk about the magic number being three, and uh, Tom Pelissero's NFL insights. Couple things, real quick. So this week at Score North, our goal is to raise money to buy meals and a new lease on life for Twin Cities homeless. We're calling it Score North's Mission for Meals, benefiting Union Gospel Mission Twin Cities. Listeners can help by bidding on fantastic Minnesota sports experiences at scorenorth.com slash mission for meals. So auction that's up today until 8 o'clock tonight. So you got about three and a half hours if you're listening live right now. A Score North Twin Show experience which includes four home plate view tickets for the Twins' first home playoff game, game day luxury vehicle transportation, a $200 restaurant voucher to Red Cow and Red Rabbit, and a Score North Twin Show sit-in with Glenn Perkins. The bidding right now is open until 8 o'clock tonight, and it's at just over $1,000. So get some friends together. ScoreNorth.com slash Mission for Meals. Proceeds go to help turn the life around of Twin Cities homeless. You can also just straight-up donate. $29 buys a week's worth of meals for a person in need. Again, scornorth.com slash mission for meals We'll be back. We'll get Rami's thoughts on Jalen Ramsey here after we talk about Federated Mutual Insurance Company, which was named recently a top 150 workplace by the Star Tribune. The people of Federated are the absolute best. I have had a chance to work with them now for going on a couple of years, and I can tell you they are very much committed to helping your business and serving our community, both of those two things. Uh, And over the past 15 years, Federated Insurance, in terms of serving the community, has raised over $35 million for Big Brothers and Big Sisters in Minnesota. They bring that same culture of service and community to your business. So if you're a business owner out there, and I've been one in my life, um, if you're a business owner, it really helps to have that peace of mind, somebody that stands behind you, a face-to-face relationship with your insurance company, more than just a policy. You get those things with Federated, a Minnesota-based company since the early 1900s, and you can find more information at federatedinsurance.com. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours.
5: I thought we p- played well in all three phases you know I thought we came out with uh, really good effort enthusiasm I thought we executed well uh, with uh, especially the run game I thought uh, Cousins played very well today he used his feet took care of the ball I knew he play really good today and I'm, I'm glad that he did so
4: and the inside handoff to Thielen who scores the touchdown Thielen with the second
1: touchdown of the game. the way, I love that goal line play, that little uh, sort of like reverse action with Adam Thielen. That was that that really was nice. Super creative. Really nice. You see so many, you guys watched the Browns last night yeah. against the Rams. Yeah. And they've got <laughs> Baker Mayfield running for his life and they couldn't figure out what to do inside the five yard line. I love it. And that's like the Eagles a couple of years ago had some really creative stuff inside the red zone, inside the 10 yard line. So. Props to uh,
2: Kevin Stefanski and Gary Kubiak. Can anyone in this room explain the mind of Freddie Kitchens to me? I don't think Freddie Kitchens can. I don't think he he can He said
6: after the game, he's like, bad play call. That's on me. (laughs) Had no excuse whatsoever.
2: Fourth and nine draw play, right?
6: Yeah, that was weird. Did Did you guys (laughs) hear um, on Levitard this morning? Who was it? Former Vikings running back. They brought him on just to tell a story about a time it was like fourth and 37 and they ran a draw play. Sam Horde? Was he, uh, he was, Leroy, Horde. Leroy Horde. Horde? Yeah, it was a it was a hilarious story. It was he talked. Really? Yeah, it was it was such a funny story.
1: G- gonna guess if old oh, Leroy got the ball, it was a three yard gain. Uh,
6: he said he broke free and then hoped somebody would tackle him. Yeah.
4: <laughs> That's Leroy
0: <laughs> broke free for three and a half. Probably.
1: So so Jalen Ramsey is available. Jalen Ramsey is one of the top uh, defensive backs in the NFL and he has uh, made it clear to the Jaguars that he wants to be traded and has taken it so far this week as to, oh, I got a little sniffle. I've, I've got a, I've got the flu, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to show up. Where are you at, Rami? Because you were on staycation when we had this discussion last week. What would you give up, or would you would you even mm. be interested in Jalen Ramsey no, for the I'm Vikings? good, man.
6: I'm good, and I was surprised Judd was the one leading the charge to go and get Jalen Ramsey because Judd was the one in the offseason saying, why are we using all these resources on defense? We've already spent oh, so much money on that. defense, and Mike Zimmer is supposed to be a defensive yep. genius. How about spend some money on offense and let Zimmer work his magic and spend a little, little bit less money on defense and get production out of it, anyways, because Mike Zimmer is all defense all the time?
2: That's incredibly fair. That's a great point. And I addressed that point. I said now that you didn't, because ideally, Anthony Barr leaves probably, and you went and would have gotten interior O line help, like a guard. Center, but they didn't. So, yes, your point's a great one. And my comeback now is you didn't. Do now it. you're all in. Double you're down. already too far down this Double road. down. Yes. Judge exactly like, your point's right. a great
1: one. I was just wrong. You didn't think of that. <laughs> double down. No,
2: because they didn't, because they, they didn't do what they should have done in the summer. So now, double down. Because if you're not successful, you might all be fired. So, my point is now say, okay, believe it. We're going to present a defense that is as good as humanly possible. That might jump to being great. And our offense and the run game is good. Our passing game is probably not. So double down now and play a team like the Chiefs and say, we'll stop you. No. And especially, that's my point now. Especially, no, if you're talking about using
6: resources. And by resources, I mean draft picks this upcoming offseason. Because I've said this before and I'll say it again. This three year window. There is there every resource needs to be used to prop up Kirk Cousins and get. But you didn't do it. I know, but I'm talking about if you're if you're thinking about using uh, a first round pick to get Jalen Ramsey this coming off season. Mm -hmm. No, you need that first round pick to make Kirk Cousins better. We
2: just did this. Not not if Rick's not here and Mike's not here. They can't use it then. But it's still
6: the the ownership is still on the hook for year three of the Kirk Cousins era that they pushed all their chips
1: to the center of the table on. Also worth noting, like they're two and one right now, and so like I don't want to hear discussion about Zimmer and Spielman being on a hot seat right now. They're two and one. If they lose to the Bears and then they lose, and now they're under five hundred right, going into November. But
2: I'm I'm after the Packer game, it became apparent to me that you're going to have to. The the scary thing about the Packers game was, was this. It showed me that you can't afford defensively to have one bad quarter. Which is not a good thing to say, but I believe it. Yeah, this, this defense has to be, and this defense, this defense right now, I think we could all agree. The three of us classify it as very good. Yeah, top five. So, so my point is, all right, bleep it, make it great, make it great. I don't think that puts you over the top in terms of if we're talking about
1: a Super Bowl. If that's okay. why you're making the Jalen
6: Ramsey move, I don't think that puts you over the okay. top. I really
1: don't. So, the, and this is where I'm at because this is where. I definitely agree with if you think you can trade a first-round pick in 2020 or 2021 to make this year's team a Super Bowl-ready team, you should do it. But if you don't think that's the case, and this is where I'm really on the fence – I think there's a chance that a like the Vikings
6: Ray- did inquire, right? Didn't somebody report yes. that the Vikings Justin inquired? Anderson, right. Yes.
1: Yeah. They were that apparently like 30 teams have inquired, but right. but the Vikings are one of like five that have Serious, inquired servers. the most Come or on. something, or yep. like sent an exclamation point in their text. Sure. I, I don't know. Like they were on a list Eyeball of five or Yeah. Ooh. He, he's available? Oh. Um, but if you, here's where I get a little bit nervous. If Jalen Ramsey, let's say you trade a first-round pick and another future asset for Jalen Ramsey, and that's not enough to put you into the the, the Kansas City Chiefs, etc. conversation, well, now I've just lost a potential shot at drafting my future franchise quarterback because I just traded a first-round pick. Mm -hmm. This upcoming offseason is also the first offseason with one year left on Kirk Cousins' contract that you could think about drafting your future quarterback.
6: Or a stud-left tackle. Who you can just plug in there for the next ten years, depending on where your draft pick is.
1: Yeah, so I, I think I hate to be like in the in the middle guy, but I don't know if Jalen Ramsey puts you in the Super Bowl conversation. Therefore, I don't think he does. I would prefer to hedge and hang on to that. Yeah, first that's round the only pick. way
6: I would make that move is if I thought it was a guy who pushed you over the top into the Super Bowl conversation. I don't think Jalen Ramsey does that.
1: He's pretty
2: damn good, man. He's really damn good. He's really really good. He he gives when he you he doesn't have the flu. Well, but that's the good thing is he's got the flu. And so now you say, how do we get you healthy, Jalen? And and that's with a trip to Minnesota. It's very hard
6: to get the flu twice in one year. So he's set for the rest of the season. There will be no that's more true. flu. He's right? good for
1: the postseason. Yeah, exactly. It could linger, though.
2: Yeah, I mean, this could. Could, this could go. I could see, if he's in Jacksonville, I could see this being probably a two-month flu. I've only had the full-blown like, influenza
6: one like diagnosed by a doctor once. That was not. It's not pleasant. That was not good. Get your shots. Yeah, it's
1: really bad. What's the difference between like full blown influenza and just oh, having the flu? Full the full blown one. I mean, like that lays you out. Yeah, really, I was really just bad.
6: saying like that was like I've had colds. That was the first time like I went to a doctor and he was like, "Yeah, you you know they took the blood test and the whole thing and I told <laughs> me I have the flu, and it was awful. It was <laughs> the worst." <laughs>
1: But then you got traded, and you're like, "I feel great. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. It's amazing. I can play quarterback for your team with no
2: problem." Never felt better.
1: I didn't um, want to do the morning show anymore. I was like, "Ah, I got the flu." <laughs> so I don't know. I think uh, I think this game against the Bears just to go back to what we were talking about before. I think this game against the Bears is going to tell us, even if it's not the same Bears team that we saw last year, this this is going to tell us because this is going to be. I, I would put this in the category of it's going to be. Uh, a game that you would put in like the top five most important games of the season based on division. It's a road game. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is a national TV window too. It's a it's a late so afternoon three, start yeah, time, three fifteen start, right? So it's a national TV game. And if you look at the last ten meaningful games in that category, either national TV window or Packers, the Vikings are two eight, actually eleven games. They're two eight and one in those games. Here's the good news for you:
6: the Bears haven't been much better with Mitchell Trubisky. Both those guys have struggled. This is all great news. This is all great news. Both those guys have struggled in prime time.
2: Coming up next, two of the worst quarterbacks (laughs) you'll ever have to watch duke it out at Soldier Field in the game of the week.
4: (laughs) Kurt Cousins.
2: Never
6: been good on the national stage.
2: Mitchell Trubisky, a complete first-round flop.
6: Almost as bad on the national stage. They face off this Sunday,
2: 3.30 on Fox. Coming up next, a couple paperweights. (laughs) Don't do it, Bill. Don't do it. They're all paperweights. Dude, Bill. Bill, come on. Pull it back, Bill.
5: the greatest.
2: you got to play that again at some point. That's
5: absolutely my favorite.
6: I told him about that when I went and visited Milwaukee a few weeks back. heard him
1: again. And then also Aaron Rodgers and his obstinance and stubbornness not to throw the damn checkdowns time and again throughout this game cost him the game and cost him the season. $170 million oh, yeah, on. paperweight.
4: No, it's, it's not here. worth Stop, Bill. Come on,
1: No. No. Come on. Bring, nope. bring it back. No. <laughs> no, Bill. No, Bill. No. no don't go there, man. You got to get Gary on the show.
6: Next time it's Packers Vikings. We
1: got to get Gary on the show. He's the best, man. Amazing. All right. The Bomba bus <laughs> is still intact. The Twins magic number is Three. But uh, the rotation has seen better days. Let's do a little twins dive here when we come back. It's Mackie and Jeb with Rami. We're back at full strength on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app. And uh, I love driving around with these fall temperatures about to hit in my brand-new 2019 RAV4 XLE because it's got a sunroof. You know, it's got that... uh, Got that little sunroof that makes me feel sporty in the fall, but also looking ahead, fall is not very—it's uh, not a very long period of time here in the Twin Cities. Pretty soon, it's going to be winter, and so don't do that. I need safety features. I need four-wheel drive. I need things that make me feel comfortable as I trudge through snow, snowy conditions. Why are we talking about snowy conditions? Because it's going to come—it's much, the first much, much, day much of more fall. quickly than you think. First day of fall, we're talking snowy I'm just conditions. Saying. First day of fall, first day of winter is we're just around Christmas the corner.
6: Playing Christmas music too.
1: No, that's Ross. <laughs> I think Ross plays Christmas There's Nothing music. wrong with Christmas music. There is in September. No. but uh, Time and place. But I'm telling you, if you want all the bells and whistles safety features, if you want an Entune system that gives you access to all the apps on your phone or Apple CarPlay, get into one of these brand new Toyotas, specifically the RAV4, one of the most popular SUVs in the world right now. Ask for a test drive on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard, Luther Brookdale Toyota, and LutherBrookdaleToyota.com.
0: Time for the Score North download. Jonathan here with this hour's download for your Bomba update from the weekend. We'll start off with this one. Three,
4: here's a drive, right center field.
0: High and deep to right center, number
4: 400 for Nelson Cruz. He hit his first home run in Minnesota against the Twins. Number 400 in Minnesota for
0: the Minnesota Twins. That was Nelson Cruz's 400th home run, but the Twins are now sitting on 297 on the season. They sit just one back of the New York Yankees, who are sitting on 298. So 300 is just within reach. The Yankees and Twins, they're both off today, but the Yankees have to take on the Rays tomorrow while the Twins will they get the Tigers for the next couple of days. So Twins should theoretically pass the Yankees up. For that race for 300 in the race for the most home runs hit in one season by one team. That's been your Score North download. Now back to Mackie and Jonathan Rami. Thank you, Jonathan.
6: On Score North on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. We'll get back to the Vikings and NFL with Tom Pellicero's NFL Insights from NFL Network. Coming up at 5 o'clock. But, uh, gentlemen, while I was gone, the Twins whittled the magic number all the way down to three, they're going to clinch this thing in the likely next couple of days,
1: right? Yeah. So they can't. They, they're both off today. Indians are off today, so mathematically they can't clinch tomorrow. But I'm going to say Thursday with some help from Cleveland, they could start. They could clinch on Wednesday, probably Thursday, more likely, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's coming. It's happening, as Phil yeah. likes to say. You I know think what? Like it's happening. You know what? What's that? If
2: the Tigers had just beaten Cleveland a couple of times, in, in fact, when when the Twins clinch in Detroit, and they they celebrate, I would bring the champagne out on the field and splash it on Guardy and say, this is for the fact that your club couldn't beat the Cleveland Indians more than once. A little bit? What, they beat them once. They split the first two games and didn't win again. So yeah. I would say, Guardy, you know what? I don't feel the least bit sorry because your club couldn't do anything to help yeah, us. Yeah, but
1: could you look in the mirror also, going back to this last weekend in which... I was way more annoyed in the moment than I am now. Looking at the big picture, the Twins are going to win a hundred games. But in the moment, when your two best supposed pitchers give up a combined eight runs to the Royals on was it Saturday night or was it Friday? Barrios and Taylor that Rogers. Was Saturday night. Like, yeah, dude, was... come on now. But I think we're at the stage <laughs> on, now where it's on, there's no, so many things that we could nitpick. But the big picture here is most teams limp to the finish line. In, in the major league baseball season. Like that Cleveland team that went game seven against in the World Series against Romney's Cubs, that team was down like two starting pitchers, a reliever, they were down Michael Brantley in the outfield, and they found a way to just keep plugging along round after round. Did you guys see the graph? I saw it on Twitter a couple of days ago. I know Derek
6: retweeted it, of every team's win percentage on like a line graph put together all in one chart. And I did not see it. It looked like, it looked like a laser beam because ev- all the teams who started at the top. They came down and closer to the middle. If you're looking at it like a line and all the teams at the bottom, they came up and closer to the middle. So this big wide spectrum all of a sudden tunneled into this, this tiny little line. Basically, well, not a tiny little line, but a, a, a small line compared to where it started that basically hung right around the middle between like 400 and 600. That's where most teams yeah. play from, from June until the end of September. That, and that's exactly what happened to the Twins. This is what I was trying to tell people when they would panic about singular moments or singular games. All that matters is that at the end of the season, if we look back and this team put together a 95 to 100 win baseball team, they did what you ask a baseball franchise to do. And then you cross your fingers and hope for the best in October.
2: Okay, so to, uh, to Phil's point, Saturday, the Brio start bugged me. The Taylor Rogers sort of implosion to start the ninth, I don't care about. He didn't pitch well. Okay. He's been great. Like, I can't be bu- be bugged by that. Hildenberger came in after that and absolutely looked awful, but guess what? He's getting nowhere near oh, happened to that guy? your playoff it's roster. Amazing. I have no clue, but I don't care at this point. He's just gone. Uh, the Brios thing surprised me a little bit. I don't know. So starting the playoffs still, right now, and I, the Twins would probably privately agree with this, I can't decide what you're going to get there. Cause, From Barrios? Yeah, because the Washington start... That's a good lineup. That's a good team. Yeah, was really, really, really solid. He pitched well after that against the White Sox. Okay, that's not as good, but still, you I know, three. It's good his, to see. Three right, out of his
6: last five starts have been pretty good to really. So good. that
2: that concerned me a yeah. bit. The Rogers thing, I don't care about. It's fine. By the way, if, lost, if Barrios but, gives okay. up five
1: runs in six innings to the Yankees, I sign up for that, actually. You might, I, I, I might, you might have I might to, just absolutely. Because yes <laughs> it could be eight in five. <laughs> like if someone right now said, hey, Jose Barrios, game one against the Yankees, gives up five runs in six innings, or you get whatever's behind door number two, what do you guys do? Give me that again. That start again. Six innings, five runs. Or door, or door, number. door number two. Mm. You know What? <laughs> Well, No, hold on a second. I think
2: I'll just he, take it. So he's starting against uh, Paxton, probably? Yeah, I think i take it. Oh, I think I'd take it. I'm on, I'm on the fence here. That's going to be a slugfest, man. I want to see that series so bad. Game, game one should be the one game that you, you would think where the pitching would be competent, right? Because Paxton yeah. against Brio should be. Yeah, I think it'd be
1: hard not to take it. Dude, and this is... And Cause this, the unknown scares me. This is not hyperbole. When I say, if those two teams play each other in the ALDS or anywhere in the playoffs, it's the it's the biggest heavyweight offensive fight in baseball history. Yeah the two most prolific power hitting teams going at each other in a round of 5 or a round of 7 bring that inject that if into that, my veins if
6: that three game series a couple of months ago was any indication of what a playoff series could be like between those two oh. teams and add the extra juice and electricity of the of october yes oh man
1: that's about as close as i've ever seen two teams come to splitting a three game series yeah. okay another thing here the the so i i think the twins playoff rotation is I for a while I was thinking it's they only have two starters. They've got Jose Barrios and Jacob Arrieta and, yeah. and Pineda suspended, and and Kyle Gibson's just not physically fit. He can't be on your postseason roster. I agree at this point. But the guy that really he's just been kind of a oh it's kind of a fun story and oh he looks funny because he's got glasses and a handlebar mustache, but he's actually just been flat out lights out at every stop in his pro career is Randy Dobnak, and he just gave you five or six really good innings again. Let me go through real quick here. He's not a strikeout artist like, I mean, the, the prototypical ace in 2019 is a strikeout artist type, like a Garrett Cole or a Justin Verlander, right? So Randy Dobnak, his first year of professional baseball, undrafted, right? This dude was undrafted. Yeah. Went to a small college. Uber driver. Was an Uber driver. It was good, too. This it's guy. Stars. <laughs> this guy's first year of pro five? baseball. five stars? Uh, 4.97, I think. Mm. 2017. Yes, yeah, sir. Rookie ball and A ball. Yep. 2.43 ERA. All right. Good start to your minor league career. 2000, 2018. So last year, A ball, 3.14 ERA. Uh, very good. Mm-hmm. This year, across both minor league, like all of the minor league levels and the major leagues, he's made, he's appeared in 32 games, has an ERA just over two. So at, at every stop of this guy's pro career, he's been just a really awesome, reliable starting pitcher. And he's been that in eight appearances for the Twins so far. I mean, I'm I'm just putting him in the starting. Room. I, my three playoff starting pitchers for the Twins right now are Barrios, Odorizzi, and Randy Dobnak.
6: But I'm in. I'm in on Randy as Dobnak an, as an
1: opener, and however long he wants to go
2: as
6: the initial outgetter. No, that, not,
1: that's not what he's saying. I'm not looking I'm for more than that's what he's, five innings.
2: Mm. Five I'm, innings. I'm, I'm, I am Team Rami mm. here. I can't do that. I mean, mm. I mean, yeah. If he can get you through five, great. But I'm looking for three. three, two times through the order,
6: four innings, two times through the order. So four innings, whatever that four may be, innings. two times. Through you the know order. what? Give, give, me give me nine outs. Just give
2: me nine outs and no runs, and I will make the decision. But there. how you, about But what? And that's the max. Two times through the order (laughs) is the max. You sound like a parent.
6: If he runs into any problems. And and after that, you're going
1: to bed. Well, I mean, like if if he goes two times through the order, perfect. That's six innings. So I'm telling you, five. You're giving me four, basically.
6: If we we start the third time through the order and a guy gets on to start the inning, you have a man on first, nobody out, bullpen's
2: warming up. That's okay. Fast. Can I get nine outs, guys? I just want nine outs. I might just have him warmed up
1: (laughs) (laughs) to start the third time through the order. All I'm saying is that he is your third most reliable, I need multiple innings guy. Multiple meaning like three or more. All right, if, if you're looking for three or more out of a out of a guy, Barrios and Odorizzi have to be on that list, and Randy Dobnak is my third guy. I'm okay on that
6: with list. Johnny Bullpen getting a start. I don't know about Randy Dobnak
1: just getting a pure straight. But you start. might be d- doing that for game four. You yeah. need both unless you're going to go short rest on one of your other starting pitchers. How long you play, do we, you play four games in five days?
2: How, how long do we think realistically the Twins can get from Barrios and from Jake for starts? Five. Six. Five would be excellent. Because this is going to th- this could potentially, if you don't get that, it's going to tax the bullpen then and could affect the Dobnik strategy as well because if you've used your bullpen uh, n- now you're going to run into the problem potentially of not feeling as free to use those guys in the Dobnik start if you don't get what you desired or thought you might get from Barrios and
1: Odorizzi. Yeah. Well, I think I think you I think you throw Odorizzi out there or you throw uh, Barrios out there for game one and then you have sort of a Choose your own adventure for game two. If Barrios gets blown out in the first three innings, yep. and now you're using your bullpen for the rest of that game, yep. well, then odorizzi has got to start game two because then because now I now I need as much as possible, right? Right. Um, if Barrios gives you like five or six, and you haven't taxed all your relievers, I am bullpenning game two and saving Odorizzi. the most. He's the most flyball-heavy starting pitcher in the entire league. I don't want him pitching at Yankee yep. Stadium if I could save him for Target Field. So I need some flexibility built in there for games one and two, based on how Jose Barrios performs. Give me a split. Just give me a split. That's all oh I want. my gosh! At Yankee Stadium, that's all I want. Oh, yes. It's a very simple request. Yeah, I mean, if you could, if you could if you could come back to Target Field and that thing's tied up at one, yeah. The biggest buzz kill at this point would be if like the Yankees pass the Astros in the standings, you need to face the Astros in the first round of the. Not according corner, Rami. What do
6: you mean? Yeah, first I round. I'd rather have the Astros. You want in the, the Astros? First round. What?
1: Yeah.
2: I yeah. thought we went through this. Yeah, I
1: thought we. I've never it. gone through this with Ron no? before.
6: Yeah, I think I'd rather have the Astros in the first round. W- oh. <laughs> what,
1: what's in your mug right now?
6: Vodka. But okay. that's got nothing to do with this. <laughs>
1: yeah, this guy's been drinking on the job since he got
2: here, Phil. <laughs> I don't know why we're going to hold that against him now.
1: Okay, what? G- give. Okay, lay that because we're going <laughs> to we're going to get to Pelissero here in a minute. But what? So, or I, no? Should we save this? I, ha- I mean, there's a lot it. to it, and I, I forgot
6: some of it during my staycation. So maybe let me take some <laughs> take some notes.
1: It's such Here, a strong theory that you can't Rami. even remember. Here's a, a and a
2: pen. It was a, it was a multi- write down your confession. It was a
6: multi-point uh, reason of why I would rather have the Astros on okay. the first round than in the second round. All right, All right. we'll save it. We'll, we'll come right. back
1: to this insane some theory that Ravi has. Big league tease. I'm going to remember my take. <laughs> we'll do it later. We'll see if Rami <laughs> can remember his take about the Twins and the I Astros. do if he
2: can't, so that's Thank okay. you. <laughs> Thank you I'll tell you off the air what it was.
1: Mackie and Jeff with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app. We are raising money all uh, week long for uh, Union Gospel Mission, and we're looking to feed Twin Cities homeless and put their lives back on track. You'll hear more about that here in just a second. But Tom Pelosero's NFL Insights, including... Will this blueprint work for the Vikings? I'm throwing big weights. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL,
3: America's fastest-growing TV brand.
4: It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. Rami. Second and goal from the one. And the pitch is to Dalvin Cook. And Cook, second effort. Touchdown. Flag is down as well. But he got over the goal line to Dalvin Cook. And so the inside handoff to Thielen, who scores the touchdown. Adam Thielen with the second touchdown of the game. From the 10. Madison, up the middle. He's got room. Leaps.
5: Touchdown. Number one, our coaches are doing a good job of scheming. Uh, number two, I think the offensive line is doing a really good job of getting on the right people. And... Um, Creating some some space. He doesn't need a lot of space, but he, you know, because he's he's really good at slithering through holes. And you know, maybe the most impressive thing with him is his toughness in the tackles. You know, he he doesn't ever want to go down. But he's a physical runner with great speed and home run ability.
1: Mike Zimmer, after three Vikings rushing touchdowns from yesterday, and I believe I saw this on the Scornarth Instagram account correctly earlier today. Gentlemen, Mackey and Jeb with Rami on Scornarth. Dalvin Cook, the first Viking with 100 rushing yards in three consecutive games since Adrian Peterson in 2015. First all-time
2: to do it in the first three games of a season, too. Including Peterson, who didn't. Yeah, do that. first
6: Viking
1: ever to do that. Yeah, so he's good at football. He's, uh, he's, he's a good football yeah. player. Dalvin mm-hmm. Cook. You know who's a, a good football man himself is Tom Pelissero from That's NFL I Network. I hear that. Who uh, made an appearance on Good Morning Football this weekend, which uh, we'll have to get the, the loan on about. But do you think Tom Pelissero? Do you think that this offensive blueprint for the Vikings? I guess the question is, how far do you think it can take them?
3: Well, it's a long season, Phil, I think is the, the thing to remember here. You're talking about three games, two of which have followed an extraordinarily similar script. I mean, I was saying this to people after the game yesterday. Adam Thielen even made a comment to me when he came up for the interview, because I also talked about the week one game. I said something along the lines, and we should just schedule this. And he goes, yeah, it really feels the same, too. Because it really was. It was They scored a bunch of early touchdowns. They get an early interception. The field feels like it's tilted. It's 21-0 early in the second quarter that's how they're built to play. Thielen said that to me after the game. He goes, with the way that we're built, we need to start fast. because That plays to everything we do well. So the question becomes, when they don't, when they get into a hole, can they throw it around? If they have to throw the ball 50 times, they have to throw it 40 times, whatever it is, can they play that style? You know, you look back to the Packers game. Defensively, they had some issues early, um, giving up three touchdowns. The offense did not play well. Everybody focuses on the two interceptions by Kirk Cousins, and you know, obviously the you know your fourteen to thirty-two passing—that's never going to uh, you know impress a whole lot of people. But you know, they still were in that game as bad as they played, and it was a horrible first quarter and change. Uh, they still lost by five points at Lambeau Field. Uh, I'll just be interested to see now. You know, we'll see what happens this week at Chicago. But can they play to a different style? Absolutely. If the game goes their way, and they can just run the football all over everybody. They can play that way, but it's not going to go that way, you know sixteen games plus playoffs, so they're going to have to figure out how uh, good they are at
2: adapting and your your thoughts, Tom, if push comes to shove and Kirk and they say we have no choice basically here, but uh, Kirk Cousins is going to have to start to throw the ball and essentially take us on our backs. Do you think the Vikings can can have that formula? Let's say it plays out in three to four games max, but can it work in your mind?
3: Well, here's the good news. All right, go to that thirty five yard touchdown in the first quarter, opening drive yesterday. That is a situation where if you looked at how the Raiders were playing, they had everybody on the line of scrimmage. They had, I think, a single safety high. They're playing man coverage across the board. Uh it's a favorable matchup. The whole defensive front goes with Delvin Cook. Here's Kirk Cousins out in space. Now he did actually, you know, take absorb a hit on that play, but you've got favorable matchups. That's, that's the impact that the running game can have. So, you know, you go to everybody from, you know, Colin Kaepernick to Lamar Jackson or whoever, the teams that you know have that versatile type of a running game, they're going to see favorable looks on the back end. It's the same thing. You don't have to be running zone read and stuff to make that happen. If you're just effective, that's where play action can really work. So you know, the more that they run the football, the more they establish that as their identity. We'll see what teams do to take it away because, you know, everybody can say, well, you want to, you know, you want to stop the run first. Well, if the teams are as effective at running the ball as the Vikings have been two out of three weeks in the first quarter of the game, that has a, a way of opening up everything else.
6: Are we being prisoner of the moment to say that Dalvin Cook is a top three running back in this league?
3: I mean, it's hard to argue it after watching him. Out there yesterday, that run he had—I think it was in the third quarter—where he juked slash broke four tackles. <laughs> I was just watching him. Just—I mean, that's that's video game, right? You're just right. you're hitting the, the square button over and over and just like hopping sideways on people. He's, you know, he's up there. Thielen said that to me last week. He goes, he, he's one of if not the best running backs in the NFL. I mean, if you're coming up with your short list. Um, you know, Ezekiel Elliott has to be on there. You know, obviously Saquon Barkley, when he's healthy, he's not healthy right now. Alvin Kamara is a heck of a runner. But I don't think it's crazy to say Delvin Cook is putting himself in the conversation as a top five uh, type of runner in the league. You know, we we knew that when he's healthy. I mean, you go back to his rookie season, it's just – Everything he's been through since then, between the ACL and then the hamstring issues, this is the first time we've really seen him since 2017. So it's easy to forget how good he really is.
1: Yeah, Tom Pellicer with us here from NFL Network. So Daniel Jones uh, with his debut yesterday, we're seeing we're seeing not only first round quarterbacks come in and have early success. And I'm and I, it's one game for Daniel Jones, but you see what Pat Mahomes did uh, out of the gate, and like gar- even guys like Gardner Minshew, who was a later round draft pick. Is there, do you think it's easier for quarterbacks to come in and have success under the age of 25 or 26? We're seeing so many, we're seeing a record number of quarterbacks in that age range. Is it easier for them just based on the current structure of the NFL? Is there something else that goes into these guys coming out and throwing for 300 yards and two touchdowns like Daniel Jones did in his debut besides the Buccaneers' bad defense?
7: Well, with
3: Patrick Mahomes, I think we just have to put him in his own category. I don't know if there's a whole other, a whole lot of other guys who can fit, can fit with what he's doing in terms of his skill set and everything. He's also one of the only outliers. If you go back through the last five drafts or so, I bet you Patrick Mahomes and maybe Paxton Lynch are like the only guys who didn't start a bunch of games as rookies. You know, Mahomes sat for one year behind Alex Smith, was able to develop, and then came out and was you know MVP caliber his second year. Uh, at, at times you have to look at the first start and say, okay, defenses now are just getting the first look at what you're going to be with that quarterback, even if it's not a young guy. Go to the Saints yesterday against the Seahawks. They were in a different type of offense with Teddy Bridgewater. It was all short passing. Um, you know, people made a big deal of the previous week. Bridgewater didn't look all that good. Yeah, because he was running the Drew Brees stuff, the smart coaches in this league. Sean Payton's early in that category. Andy Reid's in that category. They are going to do the things that their players can excel at. Uh, with the Giants, they had a good game plan with Daniel Jones. I don't think that plan involved falling behind by 18 points and needing a missed field goal to be able to win the game. But, you know, Daniel Jones is just such a fascinating case because of all the quarterbacks, and I do an annual quarterback thing that's now at uh, NFL.com before the draft, talking to scouts and coaches about them. And there was not a more polarizing guy in this class than Daniel Jones. Even Kyler Murray, while he had some doubters, people understood the skill set. With Daniel Jones, you had people who told you he was the best quarterback in the whole class. And there were other people who didn't have him in the top six. I mean, that that he was all over the board. But the people who liked Daniel Jones said he's tough, he's a good processor, and he's played a lot of football. You know, the the processing – Certainly shows up, um, you know, out of the gate, and by that I mean just the ability to read coverages and things. Uh, the toughness, you know, he came back in under three weeks from a broken collarbone on his non-throwing side, but still, I mean, you got to be a tough guy to do that. Um, and then he had enough experience, you know. You go back to what he was working with at Duke, where, as one coach put it to me, he had uh, he was throwing to dentists and had doctors blocking for him. He's used to not having a lot of receivers out there who can win against man-to-man coverage. But as long as the ball's going the right place, you got to trust those guys are going to be able to make plays on it. And there was, you know, Sterling Shepste- Shepard stepped up and made a big play yesterday. That's that's what you need because he does have the skill set, and it'll be fascinating to see if playing with better players helps him unlock that.
2: Does Jalen Ramsey stay, Tom? Does he go or just stay sick? <laughs>
3: It's an interesting way to put it. Because he's, uh, he's, he's
2: called in sick, man. I mean, we've all been there, right? I've called my employer and said, I can't work for a week. I actually, think I'm actually, too sick.
1: Actually, you've never. You've, okay. never, you've got like right. one day off that's in 10 true. years, by the way. And you
2: can't, no matter how, if, if you <laughs> have the flu, you can't say I'm going to be sick for a week. You don't know that. That's
6: crazy.
1: <laughs>
2: but nonetheless, it's one of the great, I, I love, he, he's like, I'll play in that one last game, but that's it. I feel
3: like I've seen Judd wheeled into the studio on his deathbed before to do a show because he didn't (laughs) want to burn a sick day, and then we just have to change out the wind screens on the mics after because you have no idea what he's been breathing on that.
1: I have no idea what you are talking about. Uh,
3: (laughs) With with Jalen Ramsey, supposedly he really is sick. It's it's you know supposedly that's that's the story. But uh, with the Jaguars, they were they were calling around last week, and they just they wanted. A lot for him. I mean, they were telling people it's two ones. Um, you know, he's a really good player, but not only is it two first round picks, but then you've also got to pay a cornerback $16, $17 dollars a year. That's that is one of the undersold things in the NFL trade market, which is the contract you need to give a guy always impacts what you're willing to give up in terms of trade compensation. Doesn't mean they can't get a lot for him. Go back to the Chiefs acquiring Frank Clark from the Seahawks. That was a first and another pick. I can't remember exactly what it was. And they gave him 17 or 18, whatever it was, 20-odd million dollars a year. Um, so it's possible, but it's just a matter of how hard-line do the Jaguars take a stance here. And as as one league executive said to me yesterday, like, how do they trade the guy? They're one game back in a bad division – you got a coaching staff in a front office that seem to be on, you know, relatively thin ice in terms of how long they can stick around there. Do you really trade away your best player right now? I mean, if they, they get blown away by an offer, um, you know, they've obviously shown a willingness to do it, but the, the price was two ones and I don't, based on everybody I've talked to in the league, I don't see somebody paying up that much.
6: Antonio Brown says he's never playing in the NFL again and has re-enrolled in college, from what I understand. Tom Pelissero, do you believe him?
3: I He's gotten um, full-on into the, I believe, just about anything. That's not to say criminal allegations, civil allegations. I'm just saying, if you tell me Antonio Brown posted X on social media, I'd go, yeah, that, that sounds right. I don't know why he wouldn't do that. Um, the the whole he's not playing in the NFL again, the, the rant there was about the voiding of guaranteed money mm-hmm. and him not getting this bonus money from the Patriots. <laughs> there's any number of levels on which that tweet itself was misguided, including the fact that he's saying he's out $40 million. Well, somebody needs to explain to him that any money he made from the Patriots would have just come out of the Raiders' obligation anyway, because there's offset language. So at maximum... He's out $30 million. There's still a grievance process ahead on any number of things, at least three different fronts, um, that he could attempt to, to claw money back. It's just, there, there's just, there's something going on there, man, that's not, not behavior that really seems logical. And, you know, between the NFL investigations and the, the constant things that are coming out in various civil suits against him. Apparently he's got a deposition in the furniture-throwing incident from earlier this year. I mean, there's, there's a lot going on with the guy right now, and it's it's hard to imagine. You never say never. I've learned that. But it's hard to imagine Antonio Brown playing in 2019. We'll see whether or not everything gets cleaned up sufficiently for him to be in the league going forward.
1: Hey, real quick, Tom. Uh, so, so Dana Jacobson got the death stare that's going around the Internet from Bill Belichick. What's the most uncomfortable or upset uh, someone has ever been with you in one of those situations?
3: Um, You know, and I haven't watched the Dana uh, clip, you know, she's a a good professional. I I saw like, I think a gif of it, but I haven't actually watched the interview. Um, (laughs) There's, that stuff's coming up. I mean, I think I've told the Bo Ryan story before where my first question to him years ago when I was working for the Green Bay Press Gazette, and he was making a stop in Green Bay, and I, I asked him about their loss to Davidson in the first round of the NCAA <laughs> tournament. It was my first question, and he just just killed me just well. I don't know why you'd want to ask about that, but if that's what you want to ask about, that's fine. It's just like I'm seeing. You know, it's like the only time I like, think I've ever actually been shaking, just going, "Well, this is going to go poorly." How long do I have here ten minutes? Great. Okay, let's just keep doing this. But you have right. to, I mean, you have to ask the questions about stuff that's newsworthy. in hindsight, I probably would have ordered my questions to Bo Ryan differently. But in the end, like, there's just there's always going to be uncomfortable situations when you do that job, particularly on camera, which is more nerve wracking than if you're, you know, if you're interviewing someone off camera and you can edit it out later and just not use that portion of the interview. Um, but yeah, it's, there's always a line there. I mean, if you don't ask the question, you're going to get, you're going to get killed on social media worse than anything. Your job is to to ask the questions, even if they're uncomfortable for people. And most of the people who you're interviewing are generally going to understand that.
1: That's Tom Pellicero, NFL Network, and uh, you can find him. In fact, tell our audience where they can find you on social media and also on uh, the televisions. I believe
3: I'm at Tom Pellicero on both Twitter and Instagram and uh, on NFL Network. I will be on all day tomorrow from 6 a.m. Central till I think, 7 p.m. Central. Woo! So we will wake up, check out AB's Instagram, and figure out what I'll be talking about.
1: <laughs> awesome, man. It's a long day, right. Tommy. Thanks. All right. See you, Tom. Thanks, guys. All right. That's, uh, that's our friend, Tom Pellicero. Tom Pellicero's NFL insight. Bill you know Belichick's such a good guy. I don't know what you're talking
6: I about. I didn't see the video that you oh, referenced all, there. Oh, all
1: over. Yeah, just do a little I started, do a little I Google did a search. Twitter
6: search as soon as you said it, and I didn't find anything. Yeah.
1: Well, just Google search. It's Dana Jacobson, right? Yeah, Dan Jacobson. Uh, yeah, just search CBS, Bill, Bill yeah. Belichick, Dana Jacobson, CBS. All right. And uh, Bill Bill doesn't love being asked about Antonio Brown. Let's just put he it that way. love being around people. No, yeah, he hates people, but that's okay. Yeah, so... All right. Did you remember your twins' take from earlier? I think so. I think I got it. <laughs> okay. All when right we now. come back, yeah, we're gonna see if Rami <laughs> remembers the twins' take that he forgot about. It was scorching hot of last hour.
4: And now a first down at the thirty-five of the Raiders. Play fake, and on the rollout, Cousins looking and. Wide open is Thielen, and he'll score for the Vikings on the opening possession. And the handoff is to Jacobs, and Jacobs is knocked back, and he didn't make it. And it was Linval Joseph, great run defender, who stopped Jacobs, the rookie. And the Minnesota Vikings will take over
1: on down. Yeah, maybe maybe, here's some advice. If it's fourth down and you're going to run the ball, maybe don't run at Linval Joseph. Just don't run at Linval yeah, Joseph. Yeah, that's probably they a bad had the, idea. They had
2: the fourth down before that when, when they ran the pitch play, which actually worked perfectly. Yeah, that now, Rhodes got held on that one, but still, it worked. Yeah, then why would you Why would you go up the middle?
1: They forgot that Linval Joseph lives up the middle.
2: My working theory all day long has been John Gruden got on that plane last night. It took off, and he thought, one step closer to Tua. And Miami's like, oh, no, 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 no. We're going 0-16. Oh, don't worry about it. You're not getting Tua... But my God, Derek Carr's is not good at football. No, he's not. He makes some okay throws, but how about the pick that he threw to Harrison Smith? It was really bad. It was that's bad. That's bad football. Yeah. If I had paid to watch that game, I would not have been happy. It's like I won a real football <laughs>
1: game. I think if you're like if you're a, like if you're a Vikings fan, you're you're good with them blowing I out. I guess, so but it I was wanna, a get well game yesterday. I know, but, yeah. but you want something like some competition. I think I think the Vikings needed that. I don't think you needed competition yeah, in that game. You needed what happened yesterday. I like Judd is a, Judd's a strange
6: breed, man. He wants nail biters and heart stoppers every week, or in the case of baseball, every night. Like I like a few. I like great series. That's true. I like a few just easy
1: going, yeah. easy going, nice, easy wins. In fact, if it was something other than easy going yesterday. I think people would have had a huge problem if you're if you're if you're in a nail biter against that team in the fourth quarter. Oh you've yeah, serious no, problems. no,
2: I want that team to be better than that.
1: You want the Raiders? to I be want
2: better. the Raiders to well, be you'll better. Get plenty of those. I felt the Falcons. You know what? The Falcons had had a bad game, but I don't think
1: they're a dumpster fire.
2: Like that Falcons no. game, they didn't I mean, not, did not fire all. Well.
1: Didn't they fire all their coordinators last year though? I mean, well, they, probably they, they might actually. I'm just trying.
2: I'm just trying to say. Oakland takes it a, a, to me a step too far. Like you just suck at your jobs. You're all awful, Derek Carr. You're awful. Yeah. Uh, actually, well, tight end.
1: before we get to uh, Rami's twins take that he may have remembered now after he Maybe. forgot it. Uh, I think I got all a while of it, ago. I think. Did you guys also find it hilarious that the entire stadium booed Daniel Carlson like three times yesterday that and flustered hilarious. him into missing a 50-yard field? goal? Actually, you
2: know what? I had a big problem there. What is John Gruden doing? You're down Kicking like a field goal, 30, yeah.
1: 31 to 7,
2: it's 31 7, right? What was the down though? Cause, he, cause Carr got sacked and so he, he got. Well, it was like 4th and 18, but who cares? You're down
6: 31 to 7, I think. I think John Gruden is just sick. And like you said, tanking for Tua. Yeah, he might and be. And got, a, got, a, got a, a sick thrill out of sending
1: Carlson out there to attempt a field goal with Mike Zimmer staring at him. And from he doinked it. That's what he wanted.
2: He do He went Cody Parkey. Yeah. Well, so, he didn't go doink, doink. He went doink. So
1: he's now, in his career as an NFL kicker, he's one for five in games involving the Vikings, <laughs> and he's missed one field goal in games not involving the Vikings, I believe. I thought you were going to say, didn't you think it was funny that Ray Mysterio was
6: sitting in the crowd with his luchador mascot? I'm like, like he just goes around in his day to day. Why Explain this to that?
1: What? What do you mean? Why was he doing? Explain that? this why? to me. What, do you mean? what? You're all confused by this. <laughs> <He's a> luchador. <laughs> Who is he? He's a luchador. Who is he? He's the greatest he's luchador in the history of wrestling. Is he? Wow. Yes. Why was in he, the he the there? History of the WWE. Name a better luchador. I don't know.
6: I yeah. haven't
0: watched Mexican wrestling in a while. In a while. <laughs> yeah. Rey Mysterio
6: is Mexican
2: <laughs> wrestling. But like, is he a Raiders
0: fan? <laughs> a Vikings WWE. fan? I'm confused by why there. He's a wrestler,
6: and SmackDown is coming to Fox. If you haven't heard. Oh, so it was say like no a, more. It was like Thank a promotional you. thing. It which, is. which when I tweeted out, does Rey Mysterio just go around in his day to day life like so that? Hold on, a second. like I was just being funny, assuming he was just doing it for promotional purposes, like he was in character for promotional purposes. But when I tweeted that, people were telling me and telling me like I should know this because I'm steeped in
1: luchador culture <laughs>
6: that that apparently luchadors always wear their masks. They don't go anywhere out of masks. Somebody told me, actually a few people tweeted me, <laughs> that the greatest luchador of all time, whose name I forgot, and
1: I don't care, uh, was <laughs> buried in his mask. Was buried in his luchador mask. Yeah. Well, actually there are rumors that Rey Mysterio has conceived multiple children while wearing his luchador mask. Would anything surprise you? By request? on. <laughs> <Can> I- <laughs> We can do it. Only if you wear the luchador mask. And tube socks.
2: Now the tube socks is far more freaky than the luchador mask. Can I just say quickly? You know you know most most times most times Fox Fox if they're starting a show or something will say, you know, it's uh we're back at Vikings. Raiders and here's this beautiful actress in the crowd and she stars in this, or here are these two people these two beautiful people from nine oh two one one oh. In Minnesota we get Luchador. Yeah, man. <laughs> Is that really? Well, you know, you know. By the way,
6: the promo for SmackDown coming to Fox, where the dude smashes a glass on the ground, and Stone Cold is like, "Oh hell yeah!" (laughs) And then the orchestra starts playing Stone
1: Cold's entrance music. That's great. It's a great promo. It's a really good promo. Yeah, they bring out (laughs) yeah The Rock, Undertaker, but I think the obvious wrestling time would have been because people were asking, "Well, if you're gonna bring a, a WWE guy in and like do this whole promotional thing, why wouldn't you bring in Brock Lesnar?" You know what Brock Lesnar's appearance fee is? Brock Lesnar lives in the middle of Saskatchewan. Can they find him at this point? He gets paid like $500,000 to roll is out of bed. Is he active in WWE? Active in air quotes. He basically comes back once every 2 months for like a big event and flexes his muscles and has Paul and he Heyman He has the tied title belt
0: all the time.
1: Yeah. Despite not being there. They're paying him, like, six or ten million dollars a year to make 20 appearances, and this wasn't one of them. So that's why Rey Mysterio showed up. But yes, it is luchador culture. You must not ever reveal your face in public. Except for, like, the two years in WCW 20 years ago that, like, he wrestled without a mask and there's pictures on the internet. Other than that. Now,
6: you said he conceived his children while wearing the luchador mask. I believe that's true. Is he married to a luchador? I don't know. And were they both masked? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Just wondering, man.
1: That's a category. Anywho. So, uh, what's your twin stick? As smooth of a
6: transition as you can find there. Oh, oh about uh, wanting the Astros in in the first round instead of the Yankees. Yeah, that's right? ridiculous. Well, you're going to have to probably go through the Astros either way, right? Or jump through hoops to get to this logic. I mean, do you really think that the Indians or the A's or the Rays or whoever ends up taking on the the, the Astros in the first round is going to knock them off and think, save
1: you the trouble? I think there's like a fifteen to twenty percent chance because it's baseball that okay. the Astros lose in the DS round. Okay, so but I I'd chances rather,
6: are if you get through the NLD, and you're not facing the Astros or ALDS, excuse me. And you're not facing the Astros. You're going to have to face them in the
1: ALCS, right? Yeah. But give me the twenty percent chance on top of the better chance to beat the Yankees, anyways. Like if if I think the Twins have a better chance to beat the Yankees, and I think there's a fifteen to twenty percent chance the Astros don't even get to the ALCS anyway. So I'd rather have those stars align.
6: I'd rather have to only beat the Astros three times and likely only once at their park, because in a seven-game series, the Astros are probably going to take one at Target Field. In a five-game series, I could see the Twins taking both of the first two games or both of the the, the two games that are going to be played at Target Field. Now you only got to steal one at Minute Maid Park, rather than probably having to steal two and win four games overall in a seven-game series. I just don't... The likelihood of that happening with the pitching matchups that you're up against... Is really really low. It has to be really really low. Of yeah, beating okay. them four times out of seven and twice at Minute Maid Park, where they have a historic home win percentage yeah. this year.
1: So your your general your general thought is if it, if it, we all agree that the Astros are decidedly better, if you're yes. going up against a decidedly better team, the longer it plays out, the more likely it is that the decidedly better team is going to win. Right. So if if you're in a seven game series in the NBA and you're the eight seed and they're the one seed, well, over seven games, the best team's going to win, right? But if it's one game, you get a better shot. It's yeah. like I just beat in one game. Yeah, um, I follow your logic there. I just think avoidance at all costs is the best strategy when it comes to the Astros. Give me one round. I just
2: want one round from the Twins. And oh, so you
1: don't even care what nope. happens after one round?
2: Nope. Give me one round. That's why
6: he wants the Yankees in the first round. I want the Yankees because
2: I think you can beat because them.
6: Because he yeah. thinks you can beat them, and yep. he just wants a... He wants a series, a playoff I want a series, series victory. I'm with Judd because you haven't had one since 2002. Nah, if it's not a World Series, it doesn't matter.
2: I, I if said you're the not same getting thing. to the
6: World Series, it doesn't You're not going to look back at the season and go, remember that? Remember in 2019 when they won Actually, the I disagree.
2: ALDS series? I disagree. If they beat the Yankees, people will say that. I, don't think I disagree. So. I think in I this town not. you've That's lost to them so to hang much. on to. I'm just telling you. I think that, and, and if they had gone and got starting pitching, and they were, and they had, it, and Pineda does not get suspended, I'd say, I think you've got a shot to get through two rounds. Now, give me one round.
1: Yeah, I'm with you John. Talking about bullpenning two games, you guys. I don't think it's not like people are going to look back. You know, people, if if this year is a building block to other things to come to in the next three to five years. That's even better, but you got to start somewhere. And the Twins have just been atrocious against the Yankees. Period. The last twenty years, and the fact that they haven't won a playoff, they haven't won a. Actually, let's start here. How about win a damn playoff game? They haven't won a playoff game, game since two thousand four. Thanks, Allen Iverson. Game, Game. not a not Not a practice, not a series. Not not a series. We're talking about a game. Two thousand four ALDS. Is the last time the Twins won a playoff game. I don't care. That's absurd. Start there. Yeah, Mr. Chicago.
2: No, I just got a world series. No,
6: that's just not how I think. I don't care. I don't, I don't look back. Before the Cubs won a world series, I never looked back and and thought about the year that they made the playoffs and won a series. That's ridiculous. Who cares? So you're in it for the ships. At least an ALCS. I mean, at least an AL championship. (sighs) Otherwise, it's just, it's, I mean, it's a good year you made the playoffs. Whether you win a series or not, you're going to look back at this one. If it doesn't include an AL championship, at the very least, you're going to look back at it and go, that year they made the playoffs. Winning that series won't matter to you in the long run. But your best strategic
1: hope is to go one series at a time. Your best chance to get out of the first round is to draw the Yankees.
6: Your Your best chance to go to the World Series is to face the Astros in a best of five rather than a best of seven.
1: And I would say... If you have to face the Yankees and the Astros, you ain't getting to the World Series. You know what? So you better hope for the Yankees in the first round and that the Indians or somebody else knocks off the Astros in their in their round. All I want, all I want right now is one thing.
2: An Aldous. A L D S. An Aldus. An Aldous? An Aldous. It's all I want. I'm just asking for it. Okay. I've never heard that. The Aldous. Are you making this up right yes, now? Yes, exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> and here's why. When you did What an innovator. We're tra- wow. You guys were talking about Burrios. Odo, and potentially Dobnik or two bullpen games. Give me the Yankees, give me the Aldis, and I'll move on from there. And okay. then it's like, and then you know what? I'm all in the run game. Whether it's the ALDS. Then let's talk about the run game.
6: Whether it's the ALDS or the ALCS. Phil, you say they're, they're not going to the World Series if they have to go through Houston and New York. It, it's Where, very unlikely. Wherever they face New York, whether it's first round, second round, it's a 50-50. It's a coin flip series. The Yankees don't scare me. I agree with you at all.
2: We all agree on that.
6: Yep. So then, why can't they beat both of those two? They they're they're up against one team who's legitimately better than them. Yeah, the Yankee the
1: Yankees aren't. I think Astros is. I I I think so. You're. I follow your logic in a in a five game series. You have a better chance to beat the Astros than a seven game series. Yes. I follow your logic yes. and I agree. But I think we're talking about like fifteen or twenty percent of the time. Maybe you beat the Astros in those series. Hot take.
2: I, I think that the potential wild card teams might ultimately scare me more than the Yankees do right now. Like Oakland? Oakland I love Oakland. Oakland's really good. Well, the, people don't a lot know, of people know about them, Oakland but right they're, now. they're good. And, and Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay's got some, I think the matchup, if you, listen, okay, so you play three or four games and they're 17, 15, 12, 11, go down that line, those become coin flip games
1: completely. I don't want to go too far down the path of like the Yankees are still kinda of scary. They just put John Carlos Stanton back well, in their line of bomb, Luis Severino. Like that's still a damn good team that's gonna win a yeah. hundred and five baseball games. I'm with you. So be careful what we but ask. But I want
2: forward. him in the first round.
1: Okay. I'm not scared. Hey, just saw that Sam and Andover called you Sam. We gotta to get to Roycey. So should. Sam, give us a call back tomorrow. We'll talk some twins Yankees with you tomorrow. And uh if you if you want to give your theory on this Astros Yankee stuff, just give us a call. We'll open up a segment tomorrow to see if people want to want to fight Rami on this thing. But fight me. I just want I just want Rey Mysterio to show up to a game. That's <laughs> just, sit, just sit where Marlins Man sits behind home plate in his luchador mask. that would be awesome. No, I don't think it's going to happen. I'm here. completely lost on this one. What if Marlins Man wears a luchador mask? Does Kane go to events? Dressed as Cain. Dude, Cain ran, oh, ran, ran, ran for mayor
0: yeah. he won. Of, of Knoxville. No, what, did he won? I think so. Did he? Yeah. Let me check. I'm fairly positive he won. <laughs> yeah, He, he was chokes, friendly? He, chokes he was friendly? his opponent <laughs> through a flaming table. Oh, no, he's a man of God now or something. <laughs> hey, we are, speaking of the Twins,
1: by the way, our Twins show package all week long on Score North, we are raising money to help feed homeless people and get their lives back on track. And we're auctioning off awesome items every single day this week. The current item up for bids, it's the Twin Show package. And the bidding ends at 8 o'clock tonight. Four home plate view tickets to a Twins ALDS game. Luxury transportation to and from the game. A $200 voucher to Red Cow, Red Rabbit. And the Score North Twin Show studio sit-in with Glenn Perkins. And the bidding is at just over $1,000 right now. ScoreNorth.com slash Mission for Meals. If you want to bid or just straight donate, $29 buys a week's worth of meals for a homeless person. When I
6: first read that on the Twins show today, because I'm Ron Burgundy, I don't really absorb what I'm reading when somebody puts a laminated sheet of paper in front of me. I just go. Um, I didn't realize, like the first two times that I read it, Twins playoff game. Correct. That's four tickets to a
0: playoff so to game. An game.
1: To an Aldis game. To an Aldis
0: game. Postseason. Right. Yes. Against, he, preferably, the Yankees. He is the mayor of Knoxville County.
1: Okay, he is now. Yeah. All right. Just choke slamming constituents. <laughs> ScoreNorth.com slash Mission for Meals. We wrap with Ricey next.
0: Time for the final ScoreNorth download of the day based off yesterday's running performance by Dalvin Cook that had this in it.
4: Second and goal from the one. And the pitch is to Dalvin Cook. And Cook, second effort. Touchdown. Flag is down as well. But he got over the goal line to Dalvin Cook. So pending the call, the Vikings have another score.
0: Dalvin Cook now leads the league in rushing 375 yards on the season. 16 carries, 110 yards, one touchdown for him yesterday. Four catches, 33 yards. We asked it to Tom Pellicero. We want your thoughts over at Score North on Twitter, at SKORNorth on Twitter. Is Dalvin Cook a top three running back in the league? Let us know your thoughts over at Twitter. Score North at Twitter, at, ASCO- at SKORNorth on Twitter. That's been your score on download. Now back to the final segment today of Mackey and Jodothrami.
2: Thank you Jonathan, TCL Broadcast Studios and it's now time to wrap with our guy Patrick Royce. So did I, I hear this right? Jonathan telling me you are going to be at the United soccer match on Wednesday, Patrick? Hey, we're going to the playoffs for the first time that
3: we've
7: been in the real league. Uh, we, we used to do it with regularity in the uh, previous league, but uh, this will be the first time. And uh, uh, Is it going to be a gorgeous night like the weather we've been having? I hope it's Gorgeous night! I, I want to see the, uh, I want to see all the uh, chants and uh, jumping around and all that stuff. Plus, it'll be over at nine fifteen, right? <laughs> yes, you know when it's going to be over. <laughs> instead of uh, instead of oh, let's see, twenty eleven thirty, maybe with the seven ten start. So uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be over. So yeah, I'll be there, and uh, can impart my soccer knowledge. And I was just plotting as to how, like, what terms I could use without making a big deal out of it, but to offend the soccer crowd, you know, like they came romping onto the field and, uh, you know, the, the, you know if they, uh, yeah, all, all that good stuff. And they end, I'm hoping it ends up in a tie so I can then, uh, call it a tie instead of, what do we call it? a uh, draw. Oh, it's a shutout. I hope it's a shutout so I can say a shutout instead of a clean sheet. That's what I... Uh, I, want, I want to use the opposite of all their terms.
1: So, so when I'm you walk when it. you walk out uh, onto the grass area, are you going to call it... You call it a field, because field, this is America. Field. Yeah.
0: Field, yeah. Are right. you going to call them jerseys instead of kits? <laughs>
6: oh, for damn sure. <laughs> I never heard kits think, till about two years ago. When did that start? That, I have no idea. I don't
7: think anybody calls it a kit and, in actually, in their writing, do they? Uh, I mean, they might do it on the term. Then I'd also like to you know why our guy, uh, what's what the, the Colin, Colin, whatever his name is? Uh, the play by play Yeah, Colin Williams. There, uh, yeah, Colin. Why doesn't he take a deep breath once in a while? What the hell? Why is he always gasping for air when he's doing the play by play? I don't get it. He's in good shape. He's a young guy. There's no reason to be breathless all the time.
1: It's but it's a it's a dramatic sport, Pat. It's a dramatic sport. Well, that's true. I guess it is. Yeah. I guess it is.
7: But hey, they've had a hell of a year. I don't think uh, people expected them to be uh, what second, third in the West Division. So yeah, maybe they'll end up facing their uh, their uh, expansion counterpart. parts, the big spending. Atlanta United in a united battle for the uh, whatever we call the championship trophy, MLS Cup. Then,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's can't what. We it's... Come
7: up with a better. Can't we make it the Jonathan Harrison Cup or something <laughs> someday? God, got something's got to be better than MLS.
6: the Harrison God. Cup has a ring to it. It does. I'm not even gonna lie. It does. It really
1: does.
7: It, was, it does. It does. So anyway, yeah. yes, I'll be there.
1: So Pat, how do you feel about our Vikings blueprint, the uh the the, <laughs> the the defense and run the ball and just don't let Kirk Cousins throw very many passes approach here.
7: You know, you know, I'm very happy because I never did get to see Bernie Berman students play. I was too young. Uh, you know, they uh his last year was forty nine and uh now I did get to see I, I can't remember Deal when they kinda ran a semi uh Single wing, so it's uh, kind of nice to see this uh, this old uh, Notre Dame box that they're running, which is uh, basically the quarterback hands off to the running back and then stays the hell out of the way, or maybe tries to block somebody. So it's interesting. They're certainly basing a lot on a guy who uh, isn't known for his durability, that's for sure. Yeah, but yeah. He's, he's fantastic if he can stay healthy. But uh, you know, when when's the bye week?
1: Oh, man, not till November. Late Mid, November. Like middle, yeah, middle, late November. Oh, oh, like okay. Thanksgiving. So
7: they got the late, late one yep. because the Packers have one this week, I think. They already have theirs. But uh, I was going to say, if he's still healthy on the bye week, then I'll be joining the raves. Of, uh, we'll, we'll, so let's make it yeah, what's middle of October. If he's still healthy in the middle of October, I'll be uh, joining in the uh, Dalvin Cook raves. That's for sure.
6: Okay. If, I told, if I told you Thielen and Diggs had three catches, regardless of the opponent, would you ever think the Vikings won that football game?
7: Okay, prediction. Diggs is not Diggs is uh, saying, yay, great team victory and all that stuff. What's he have? Six catches six. in three games?
1: He's got six catches, one touchdown. And
7: yesterday was for 15 yards, right? Yeah. Something like that, 15 yards. Uh, he's going to be pouting here pretty quick. I'm just making that prediction. I can see that. He is a wide receiver. Mm -hmm. They can't, they can't take this, right? Uh, I mean, he's got his money. He's got everything else, but he also wants to see himself on the highlights. And, uh, you know, the one time he did score a touchdown this year, he basically took his clothes off and got a 50 yard penalty. You know, he's, we're gonna, I don't know if it'll be public. Are private, but there's going to be uh, grumblings out there that he wants the ball, and this is ridiculous, and he's not going to be blocking
2: anymore. That's for sure.
7: Yeah. I don't know. Does he block do the wide receivers block
1: in this offense? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, they <laughs> darn straight they do. Yeah. Well, they everyone <laughs> blocks for Dalvin. They better get used to it because I don't think I don't think they're going back to a different approach.
7: No, they've had three games, and the one they tried to throw, they lost.
5: So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
7: I, I was I was hearing uh stats today, so was it the third game last year that threw fifty? Yes.
2: Yeah, Buffalo. They got way down, and and he threw yeah, fifty. Yeah,
7: Came back, yeah, and then uh, you know it, it it is interesting, but it's it's certainly making uh, Zim's defense look good, which is all what this is all about, right? Mm-hmm. I think they're good, by the way. I think they are good. They, uh, the defense is uh, terrific, and uh, I mean they got a lot of players and. Uh, I just think that uh, you know they got a lot of skill on offense. If they could just uh, not not get in a situation where they can't protect cousins. I don't see many flaws or
1: Yep. All right, Pat. What is after after this weekend? What is your updated Twins playoff rotation?
2: <laughs> Goltz, Zon, Serum. I <laughs> uh, here's what I heard:
7: that Odo pitches Game One because they, now this is second hand. Odo pitches game one because they don't, even if it's in Yankee Stadium, fly ball pitcher, because they don't think uh, Jose can handle it uh, emotionally. And that uh, we might go opener game two. They might go opener game two. Dominic is, you know, if he can get him out for two innings. And then uh Barrios, when they come back home, and hopefully there's another game after that, but they got to go opener again, right? You can't pitch that guy from yesterday. That was... Preposterous, I mean it was horrible uh and uh yeah I, I don't know what they do maybe 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 he's the opener, and they haven't picked one inning. I don't know, but he, he can't be trusted, so it's uh and let's face it, after the way Severino pitched yesterday, uh you know you 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 were rooting to play the Yankees, but if Severino's gonna be good. Uh, and you know, then you get with that bullpen and uh, with Tanaka, and uh you know, it, it's impossible either way. I don't, I don't know how it would take a miracle with this pitching staff to try to get to the finish line.
1: Yep. Uh Pat tonight on Royce on Baseball, which is part of the Score North Twin Show. TK TK doubleheader. Tom Kelly, Tim Kirchner. TK, TK
7: TK doubleheader, and we talk a little about. Uh, I wrote some about this. TV. The '87 last home game against uh, against Kansas City, when they won, when they scored five at the bottom of the first, and, uh, and to, to compared to this, and that game took two twelve, and then last yesterday's game took four oh four. So it's kind of a contrast to baseball. And we, TK, admitted. But he turned yesterday's game
1: off and watched football for a while. <laughs> he wasn't even for a while. So anyway, yeah, it's pretty good. Amazing. All right, see you, Pat. We'll talk tomorrow. See you, bye. See you. All right, so Pat Royce, you can find his weekly uh, baseball conversations with Tom Kelly, with Tim Kirkshen, Buster Olney on the Score North Twin Show podcast feed, or coming up here in about five minutes on Monday nights, and then Unchained tomorrow at six o'clock. Yep. So um, yeah, you can subscribe to uh, either one of those: Score on Twin Show or Roycey Unchained Feed. We didn't have time today, but Mm -hmm. tomorrow we have an episode of Claw Life Chronicles. This time, starring Jonathan Harrison. Just want to make sure all of you are turning on on me, really?
6: Yeah, I didn't know he was part of the Claw Gang.
2: Every one of you is
1: turning. I don't know. He was part of White Claw Mafia. Don't give it away. Don't give
2: it away. I'm not giving it away. You know what? I'm calling in sick tomorrow. I'm going Jalen Ramsey. Forget
1: about it. I'm done here. Until what? Days. Until we trade you? Uh, yeah. To a beer-loving station? Yes, exactly right. <laughs>
2: exactly right. Don't forget, Thursday night's the beer show right here, and you guys are nothing but claw, claw, claw. Everybody's drinking Claws on the weekend. I mean... What's I'm nest? so excited What's next? Disco balls? Didn't, uh, Didn't
1: Reavers make you stop or make the Uber driver stop for claws? Yeah. We were, were we we host on a com- the beer show. company yeah. trip in Orlando, and we took an Uber back from dinner to the hotel, mm-hmm. and he literally made the Uber driver stop at a liquor store so he could buy a case of claw. That's Are the host of the beer, beer show? show. Perhaps
2: the beer show needs a new host.
1: <laughs> Someone who will be loyal and loving to the hops. I think we can run beer show on Thursday nights followed by Claw Live Chronicles. It's a lifestyle. And I'll be here. Oh, we feel, get to drink I'm not air. feeling so well. <laughs> <laughs> man, if you missed Ventline, if you missed Purple Daily, North Twin Show, Mackie and Jeb with Rami, all of them podcastable on Spotify or uh, Apple and the Scornorth mobile app. We'll see you guys tomorrow. There's a lot of bro going on, man.